0: It's a community of like-minded business owners that help each other, build each other up, sometimes push and pull each other. If you'd like to learn more, just reach out to me at billgillilland.actioncoach.com, book a session, and I'll give you all the details. Welcome to this week's episode of Epic Entrepreneurs, powered by Action Coach Growth Partners. I'm Bill Gilliland, and I'm here to help you make more money, build better teams, and find the time to do the things you went into business for in the first place
1: hi my name is julieta and i am an artist and photographer and a graphic artist um, i do everything um, images and graphics for clients as commissions and i have a wonderful studio out in the river arts district full of art that you can come and see anytime
0: so julietta uh, back it up i mean you it sounds like to me you can do pretty much anything artistic. H- have you always been artistic? Did that did that come at an early age?
1: Yeah. So um, I was born and raised in Argentina. Uh, I'm an Argentinian Jew. Uh, somehow I ended up in the mountains of North Carolina. Yeah,
0: so you're not um, from around here?
1: Nope, definitely not. Um, I come from a different culture, different learnings, all the things. Uh, but I've always done... Art since I was very little. Um, I, those are my most fun memories. Actually, art classes and things like that that I would do in school. Um, and my parents always encur- encouraged me being creative. We had you know music instruments in the house. They put us to just enter to be entertained <laughs> with art supplies. Like go play, <laughs> leave us. Um, and so it was always encouraged in my house and in school uh, before I even moved to the to the states. Uh, when I was a teenager, but, um, yeah, I've always done things creatively. My brothers, both of my brothers are musicians. So my mom and dad did not get the doctors that they wanted as a Jewish family that we are, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, we all do well in our artistic adventures, um, somehow.
0: <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about it because it's, I mean, a lot of people are artistic, but not a lot of people are necessarily successful in mm-hmm. a creative or an artistic business, right. so let's let's talk a little bit. So how did you get into the art business?
1: So, um when I was about nineteen or so, um, I kind of came across graphic design and branding, and um, it is a very creative feel, you know, if you, know how to manage kind of your clients to let them, you know, for, for you to do your job and for you to be creative. And um, I kind of started taking on clients. Well, I, I let me back it up. I had an employer that was probably one of my last employers that they wanted me to do some graphic design. And I was more than capable of doing it. I learned by myself. I'm self-taught in everything that I do and i kind of started doing that for him and for um another kind of on the side client that i had back then and eventually he became my first client because i didn't want to to be an employee anymore
0: (laughs) yeah yeah what kind of what what kind of employee were you julietta
1: i was a terrible (laughs) employee I was a terrible terrible employee
0: a lot of us entrepreneurs are terrible employees.
1: Oh my goodness. I would question everything. I would not follow what they told me to do, how to do it. Not what, not the <laughs> end goal, but how to do it. I'm like, well, what if I will question everything and it will drive him nuts. So we had an agreement that um, I actually came to my boss then and said, well, what if, what if I want to make your life easier and you don't have to deal with me, but you will get my beautiful talents, um, and I become a contractor, and you are my client, and we can, I can still do the same thing. I just you just don't have to deal with me like micromanagement kind of thing. And he agreed. He was like, "Absolutely, that's a brilliant idea." And he became my 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 very first client when I was twenty. And um,
0: now, where was this in the world? In Florida. Oh, you moved to Florida at that point. Yeah,
1: from Argentina, I moved into uh, South Florida. I lived in Fort Lauderdale for about 18 years. And um, so he became my first client. And at 21, I opened my company, which is still the one standing today. And I always kept it very clean and doing what I wanted to do so I could make it into whatever I wanted to do. I don't really follow too many rules. Um, I try to be authentic to what I do. I try to do it very human. Um, and my value increases instead of growing as a company with employees and such. And if I need any services such as assistance or any other things that my business might need, I just find contractors to do it for me. Um, but yeah, this way, I just don't have to really, um, you know answer to anything or anybody.
0: Well that well, that's perfect for you what yeah. <laughs> uh, uh now you do a lot of things so yeah. how do you decide what's a good client for you so Who's a, a good, good
1: client, client first and foremost is the one that lets me do my job because that's why they're hiring me for um when i first get hired to even before i get hired to do a project i put my boundaries very clear To, I can help you and I will do amazing things for you, but you have to let me do my job. So it is a conversation between me and my client that, you know, what are we doing? And we brainstorm and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, they have to let me do my job. That's very important to me because if not what I end up with, that does not reflect what they needed or what it's going to make them better so i really try to keep my ground into i am the professional and i know what i'm doing and you gotta trust me
0: (laughs) yeah so what do you i mean you do a lot of things yes i do
1: so yeah i do um branding i do graphic design i do web development which is part of the branding packages i offer i do photography which includes headshots portraits uh products and i photograph a lot of events around town which that you've seen me quite a bit um and then i i i am a painter i'm an abstract painter so i do have uh big paintings on my studio that i sell i get commissioned to be uh to do paintings and such so at the end of the day honestly to me they're all graphics i make things pretty Um, And that's kind of what my job is, no matter what the medium is. So it could be digital, it could be photography, it could be with a brush. They're all images. And that's kind of what I do.
0: So in your mind, how does that Help your clients. I mean, what is the what is the
1: problem that you're solving for your clients? Well, I am solving. You know, when (laughs) when you were a kid and you would have to dress up to go to a special event, to church, to some people, to a party, and then so you can look your best when you are out in the world. That's kind of what I do for my clients. Uh, When they come to me, they normally they're either in the startup stages or they are in a growth um time that they need to rebrand upscale their brand or upscale their headshots or their photos for their business it could be products it could be their space it could be their staff um, normally they come to me with those issues that they're ready to either start a business then your logo they need the the, the whole set for icons and letterheads and business cards you know what you need to start a business and they need a website so we put it all together i guide them through what they need to um, make because you can pay me to make the content or they can make it themselves but i don't just leave them in the dark i try to help them to make sure that we get good stuff so uh, we kind of analyze what they have what they need what they can afford (laughs) which is always the thing um, and then we just go ahead and start making things uh, for them to make them look pretty and presentable. And they so the message is actually presented well to their audience and their clients when they're, you know, encountering the brand, no matter what, they have to look professional. They have to look clear, cleared message. <laughs> so they understand what it is that they sell. Um, and so people can trust that brand to, you know, do business with them. So whatever that is from a graphic to a headshot to a product photography to whatever, um, I help them with that really. So
0: it seems, I mean, you want to be left alone to do your job yes. and they have something that they want in the output. It's, yes. it sounds like a fine line there. How, how do you, ju- how do you walk that tightrope?
1: I have the conversations. I am very communicative. I like to have the conversations. It's not just about me being left alone and let me do my thing. No, I'm not doing my thing. I'm doing whatever it is that we discussed and we came into a conclusion in whatever the discovery session was or after that or whatever the conversations were, we had a direction. And then from there I do my job. That's when I I'm left alone.
0: <laughs> <I know. laughs> you got you need a goal, you need some kind of outcome. Absolutely. That, that you, there's an outcome that you work out in your process with your yes. clients and the outcome and then you and then once you have that clear, the clear expectations, then you go to work.
1: Absolutely. Yes. I would never do, which is like you don't know nothing, I will go into it. <laughs> poor people that pay me like that's not building trust at all and that's not really gonna work for them because they have normally brands for businesses they start when they're small within the the personal brand of the owner it always starts that way there is always an underlying tone to their vibe there's always something that belongs to the owner or the owners so that is very personal to them. And again, mainly when they're a startup, it's very, you know emotional, which you cannot separate it, no matter what you do. It's just their it's their baby, and you know, they have ideas and they have thoughts and they were, you know, very inspired by whatever the business was. So they always are in this momentum of like, oh yeah, what if we do this? What if we do that? So they always come to me with something. Uh, that we can work and refine, um, and I am—I will give them advice. They don't have to take it, but I always try to make sure that they understand that I say it out of from a professional standpoint and what could work best. Because um, sometimes the ideas are not the greatest, <laughs> right. and so I have to be very sensitive to how I say that to them. Saying, "Well, you know, it's great, but." <clears throat> what if we do this or something similar that is not fully that because it might not translate well to others to other people uh when they're trying um so i try to help them. if they don't want to do it and then, then th- i do whatever it is that they want to do and it's on them but um i try to guide them in the right direction though i really want them to succeed if they succeed i succeed so we're all happy yeah
0: so Let's 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 flip it up here. What are some lessons that you've learned?
1: Oh, so many.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, mate, give us give us give us two or three lessons that you've learned in about business. Well,
1: <clears throat> so pretty much by now, I've been in business for twenty years. Um, I've had a million ups and downs. I've had moments of doubt. Moments of like, oh yes, this is what I'm doing. I've had all kinds of aha moments, some moments of like, you know, screw this, <laughs> doing it anymore, all the emotional roller coasters that are being a business owner, small business owner. Uh, but at the end of the day, I would not want it any other way. Um, some lessons that I've learned, I would say, first of all, always, no matter what, just work it through, like work through it, whatever issues it is that are happening. Um, If that is really what you wanna do, then keep on doing it. Sometimes you might have to either pivot or reinvent things or the way that you do things, but it doesn't mean that you should stop doing it. Um, Times change and economies change and you have to change with them. If not, your business will not survive. Um, Getting your books somewhat, in order it's important i think uh, because that way you know actually how much money you're making a lot of uh business owners that i talk to they just have no idea if they're actually making money or not they're just busy but that means nothing um so knowing that you're actually making a profit from what you're doing it's important and again it doesn't mean that you have to shut down just tweak it enough to where you're making money where you're making a profit um And third, I would say for the creatives out there that even you are a creative, I am one. That's all I do. There's no other way of living for me. Um, This is it, (laughs) but take it as a business. A lot of people that I talk to, they don't take it as a business and everything is possible. You just got to find a way. Whatever that is um, that you offer, there's somebody out there that wants it. You just got to find that person that wants to buy it, how do you present it, and trust in your own product. Because if you don't, nobody else will. So if you don't really believe that it's awesome, even if it's not the most awesome thing on the planet, but it's awesome, they're going to believe that it's awesome because you have faith in it. And that's how you sell it.
0: Well, that was a lot of lessons.
1: Yes, I've learned so many.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to recap what I've got and sure. to, just to make sure that we've covered. Number one is persist, which is basically there are problems. The one thing I know about business is there are going to be problems. And Always. so you, we, we need to work through whatever those issues are. Mm-hmm. So have the persistence to stay with it. The other one is that times are going to change. And mm-hmm. so we need to be nimble. We need to change with the times. We need to be adaptable. We need to be... Uh, Moving back, I love this one. Get your books in order, so you—if you know—if you're actually making money, I think that's a great one for most Mm -hmm. creatives. They don't want to, you know. I've even had clients leave Mm -hmm. when we started talking about understanding their finances. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they just—they were so scared of the numbers or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that's fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, everything's possible. Just believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, believe in your product. If, if you believe in it enough, then there there's, and keep looking for that, those people who want to buy what you have, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, and the, and the one that you said in the middle, which I'm going to leave for the end is, Hey, this is a business. You're Mm -hmm. a creative, but this is a business and you still have to treat it like a business. You can't Mm -hmm. treat it like, you know, that you're a, a, you know, an artist and, um, you know, you're an artist who's also a business person. You're not just an artist.
1: Well, and that's part of too, of keeping my ground because a lot of people see it that way. It's a societal thing that, oh, you're just an artist. I'm like, no, no. I live off of this and I like to, I, like, like, I love money. So I like to make a lot of money. So you have to pay me. <laughs> so it's one uh, kind of those things where, you know, I have to make sure that they understand that, yes, I am an artist, but it's extremely valuable that I am one, not just a little kid that makes art. So So you're a professional, you're a professional Uh,
0: artist and you get paid for your art. Absolutely. And, and there are plenty, by the way, there are plenty of artists who make a lot of money.
1: Absolutely. And
0: are very successful.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, So, um, and I, and I know, and there's tons of artists that understand that it's a business. Yes, absolutely. and, 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 you know, and whether that's art or music or it doesn't really matter what your art form is. Mm-hmm. Uh, treating it like a business is is super important.
1: It's very important, but my point is that you have to start treating it like as such for the others to treat it as such. Um, yeah, have you
0: always treated it that way, or was that something that flipped in your brain one day?
1: Yeah. No, I did because when I started, when I opened, you know, the LLC back a while back, um, that was the moment that I was like, okay, I can make this a business. When I sell, when I figured that I could make money out of. Doing something creative, um, and yes, from the from the first moment, I barely did any free work just to even get me started. Everything was charged. I made enough to have import my portfolio so they could see it. Uh, but from there, I pretty much charge for everything uh, that I do, unless I'm doing some pro bono work for a nonprofit that I want to help. Uh, but yeah. I've always treated it like a business. I present it as such and yes, I am a professional artist. That's what I do. Yeah.
0: Well, well, if you treat it like a business, you can mm-hmm. make enough to give back. I mean, if you want to, if you want to help a nonprofit or, I mean, that's the point you need to, yeah. you need to, you need to feed yourself first, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's awesome. Well, you know, what else would you say to, or what 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 is one last thing that you would like to leave with someone who who is thinking about going into business or is looking to be in business you know what is that one thing you would what you know or what's that lesson that you'd want or maybe something no one no one ever told you what what is something you wish someone had told you
1: conquer your fears because those are the ones holding you back um ever again everything is possible you just got to work through whatever and most of the times people get stopped by fear and you're not gonna die from it honestly and that's the the one thing you actually have to worry about and everything else if there's a problem you can solve it and you can figure out a way of finding a way to go through it and be successful in it just work on it be mindful of your time because you only got 24 hours in a day so you can actually be productive not just busy (laughs) And conquer your fears so you can just do whatever it is that you want to do.
0: I love that. If people want to get in touch with you, how do they reach
1: out? You can go to my website to juliettafumber.com or you can visit me at the River Arts District. I'm inside Pink Dot Creative. I'm there from Wednesday through Sundays in the afternoons the most. Um, but the best the best way is my website so you can see everything that I do even before you even get in touch with me.
0: Well, perfect. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for being on. We really appreciate it. And there's a lot of lessons here, folks. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Epic Entrepreneurs. Here's four things you can do. First, you can listen every week on Biz Radio Mondays at one. Second, you can subscribe to the podcast. Hey, you get it. The more subscribers we have, the more cool things we can offer you. Three, you can also go out and give us a five-star rating everywhere. And number four, if you'd like a free copy of my book, The Coach Approach, Five Principles to Build an Epic Business, just go to giftfrombill.com. It's your roadmap to building your epic business. That's giftfrombill.com. Until next time, all the best. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.